something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 77, and I'm your host, Cat Wonders. <laughs> I am getting used to the lisp that I will have for at least 12 to 18 months because of my Invisaligns. <laughs> I, <laughs> a couple things. Um, I've been noticing that my Invisalign attachment, so if you don't know how Invisaligns work, they're 3D printed sets of trays that you wear. You change them out weekly and slowly, but surely they um, straighten your teeth or do whatever you're trying to do with your teeth. Um, probably straighten them. That would make the most sense. Um, but they have, when you get Invisaligns fitted for the first time, they apply little tabs to your teeth. So when your Invisalign goes in, it clicks in and kind of like holds onto these points in your mouth. But they're getting stained and <laughs> it's pissing me off. So I went to the drugstore to uh, try to find some like whitening strips or like some sort of whitening gel, which I did find, but it doesn't freaking work. And now I have to make an appointment with my dentist to remove the stains. Now, it is not due to me not brushing my teeth or not cleaning my teeth properly before putting my Invisaligns in. I was doing some reading about it. I'm like, how do you whiten the Invisalign attachments, these little tabs? And I can't seem to really find anything about it. I'm like, is it just me? I do know that the attachments are very um, textured. They almost feel like kind of sandpaper gritty which means that there's more surface area for stains to kind of collect. And I know that this is something that like, I had a friend that warned me about this, that, oh, make sure that if they put those tabs in your teeth, they don't put them right on the front because like she had a friend that had the mislines and the attachments got yellow and you could see it when I was like, Ugh. So anyway, I, not a big deal, definitely a first world problem, but I decided to share that with you. <laughs> also my Invisaligns, I cannot wear with lipstick. I've learned. Um, typically I'll be wearing lipstick for filming, which is not a big deal because I can pull my Invisaligns out or to go out for dinner, which my Invisaligns will be out anyway. But in the meantime, on the drive to the restaurant, my Invisaligns collect lipstick like if you had a really, really hairy, long-haired cat and there was a, a sticky roller that just rolled across it. That is how my Invisaligns attract lipstick. And I'm wondering, I'm like, are my Invisaligns going to get stained? Also, my little tabs probably have lipstick on them right now. <laughs> oh, well, it's only, it is only a year to 18 months, hopefully not longer. There's a lot that I'm putting up with for that period of time that I'm not used to, but it's all for the greater good. And I know that sometimes you just have to do something you don't want to do because longevity is key. And for me, my Invisalign journey is not just to have straight teeth. It's for more than one reason. I've talked about it before. I'm not going to bore you. But oh my God, it's November 25th. Right now when you're watching this, I hope, unless it's the 26th. <laughs> sometimes my podcast goes up on Friday. Sometimes it goes up on Saturday. Um, it's a weekend podcast. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, anyway, I what was I talking about? I was finished talking about my teeth. It's the 25th of November and 
<clears throat> I just want to say that there's one month, 30 days, wait, yeah, before Christmas, okay? Which means that you, this is your reminder <laughs> to get your online Christmas shopping done. If you live in a small town like me, then you know that online shopping is kind of like the route. Now, another thing to consider, um, this is the time of year when everybody's ordering, shipping time is longer. So <clears throat> if it says shipping is three to five business days, no, it's gonna be seven to 14 <laughs> because they have the ultimate excuse of the vid. Oh, due to what's going on in the world, um, it gives them the ultimate excuse to not ship your shit on time. Um, one other thing I can suggest is to pay for shipping. I know it's painful when the free option is available, but depending in, on if your package is time sensitive or not, which we're approaching Christmas, so it might be, um, if you pay for shipping, your package gets priority. So um, if you if you pay for, if you pay for free shipping, <laughs> if you don't pay for shipping and you choose a free option, then, uh, who knows what the hell's going on? Every package that's been paid for, for shipping is ahead of yours. And yours is just kind of getting pushed farther and farther to the back. Not necessarily true for every single website, but for a lot of them, big box ones like chapters indigo, great website for gifts, by the way. Um, you know, Walmart's Amazon, I think is pretty good. And I think that you're you'd be okay and safe with, it's a big enough company that they have enough people to get your shit out. Um, anyway, also another quick thing before I get into the pod is, um, there's a website called Uncommon Goods. I've talked about it before. I think it's just uncommongoods.com. If you want to get something really extra special for somebody that you love, whether it's your mother, your father, say it's somebody who has everything. Okay. Your wife. Okay. Go to this website. You can customize almost anything on it. It sounds hokey. It sounds weird. Like when I was like, oh yeah, customize a mug. Like, no. What it is like, say you have a special cabin on a lake somewhere or a family cottage and it's on, like most of the lakes and, and areas are in the States. Most of you guys watching are from the States. So like Lake Michigan and it's like a three-dimensional map of the lake and it's customizable too. So you can include a point on the map or something, or actually, I don't know if that's true or not, but I know that you can customize 90% of the shit that's on the website. I said shit already three times. Now it's four times. So something's going on. I think I need a drink. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm just trying to help you out because I really enjoy gifting and I know like <laughs> customizing a gift means a lot. It means effort even if it's just like an engraving on a bracelet or something or, um, oh my God, I just spit. Did you see that? Anyway, just saying, I know the majority of you watching right now are guys and um, just a little extra effort goes a long way. A little extra effort goes a long way. Okay, just saying. Anyway, okay, so let's get straight into concoctails. I have the ingredients to recreate the beverage that I was talking about in episode 76, which was this magical cocktail that I made, including white wine, the special little mix that I have, <laughs> cranberry juice, and Fresca, 
and I'm gonna recreate it for you right now. And I have one of my brand new glasses for you. Ow. Um, these are from Anthropology, and they are the most clever, lovely glasses ever. One of the reasons why I love them, not just because they are gorgeous, is that they stack. So when you put it in your cup, because I keep all of my cups and glasses and everything, besides my mugs. I don't keep my mugs upside down. Every other glass though in my house is upside down and they stack perfectly. And they only, you know, it only winds up being about this tall. And so these are from Anthropology. <laughs> I'm way too excited. These are from Anthropology, and they make them in three colorways. So this is the peach colorway. I'm not sure if you can see next in front of my blue shirt. They make it in kind of like a green slash blue, and they make it in a purple. And these are incredible. And they look like they'd be tippy, okay? But they're not. They're very sturdy. And it's because, I mean, this is solid glass, and it's heavy. So that works. If this was... If the base was just shaped like this and hollow glass like that, I'd be like, maybe not because it would be top heavy, but because the base is so heavy, it works. Just sharing that with you and I love these. So I'm gonna be using this for the cocktail. And today I've got a Petrichur Sauvignon Blanc from the Okanagan Valley. Um, I live near the Okanagan Valley and I have been to a lot of these wineries. I've never been to this one, um, but wow, the art, the art on this label is kind of majestic. Like, I feel like I'm there. If you hear some random noises happening, it's the cleaning lady down in my bathroom. <laughs> she comes on Tuesdays when I film my podcast. So when I'm done, I walk into my, out of my office and into my home and I'm just like, yes. And then I start making dinner. That's usually my Tuesday. Anyway, so this I had a little bit last night, a glass last night. And this is the cocktail mixture I was talking to you about earlier. Um, you've seen me use this before. This is the raspberry coconut jalapeno. And I got this at my local grocery store. This was made in Calgary, Alberta. So if you're in the States, you might be able to get your hands on this. If not, um, I'm sorry. This is wonderful, wonderful stuff. It comes in, I think four flavors, but only three were available at my local grocery store. And it tastes incredible, okay? And the ingredients are not um, all over the map. There's not a lot of like fake shit in here. So you wanna use it up fairly quickly, but. Filtered water, raspberry puree, lime juice, lime concentrate, natural flavors, citric acid, and potassium sorbate, which preserves freshness, and absorbic acid, which is vitamin C. So anyway, you're not putting some sort of fake flavored bullshit into your cocktail, except for when you add this, <laughs> diet cranberry juice. Now what the hell's in this that makes it taste so good? Let's find out. Filtered water, reconstituted cranberry juice. Um, could you imagine if like reconstituted was the name of like a company that made fake cranberry juice? That is like a loophole. I can talk about that in another episode, but that's interesting. Um, natural flavor, pectin, citric, citric acid, fumaric acid, sodium citrate, absorbic acid, sucralose, acesiflum, 
They sound Russian. Acesulfame, potassium, and allura red. Wow, sounds like Agent Orange. <laughs> Healthy. Anyway, so I'm just using diet because, I mean, this is not diet. This has real sugar in it. But I'm sacrificing my diet for you. So you're welcome. Also, is this annoying you? My whoop. I gotta get a white one or something that's not as like in your face. Anyway, okay, so the first thing I wanna add is the wine, okay? You all right with that? Uh, and we're gonna do a decent glass. Say like a five ounce pour. How do I know what five ounces is? Every time I go to my favorite restaurant, I order a five ounce glass of wine. If I'm feeling real crazy, then I'll do a nine ounce. Then I wanna add some of this. I'll add the Simply Cocktail Raspberry Coconut Jalapeno. So about three quarters of an ounce of that. I don't wanna go too much because of the sugar, but then we're gonna add some cranberry juice. And oops, I didn't leave enough room for Fresca. <laughs> One way to fix that problem, put lipstick on the rim. Ooh, even without the Fresca. But Fresca, let's see, what are the ingredients in Fresca? Carbonated water, citric acid, natural flavor, sodium citrate, aspartame, acylflame, potassium, same as the other one. Potassium sorbate, salt, sodium benzotate, Tartrazine. <laughs> um, well, it's about 15 minutes off my life, but I'm just assuming. That's that. And see how pretty this glass is? It's just classy. It's very <laughs> glassy. <laughs> Here we go. Ooh, there is something, and I wonder if it's the coconut in this or something. There's um, a very, it hits my palate like a, like something savory. Cause it's not the, it's not sweet and I, it must be the coconut unless it's the jalapeno that's like doing it to me. But this is extremely good. What are we gonna call it? Mm. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. Let me drink all night, all day. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. <laughs> That's all I got, you guys. Drop a glass so I know what the hell I'm talking about. Fly me to the moon. Cheers. Now, last time we opened a boozy bestie and we got our little character bubbly today this one <laughs> did that look random um i have no idea what's in these these are blind boxes and i can get one of eight characters and i believe yet yeah, there are two chasers which means two rares last time i got this dude here Bubbly. 
a little champagne bottle. So what did we get today? Hopefully not a repeat. Of course, these are blind boxes. And when you buy a, a box of these blind boxes, um, typically they're random. The odd time you'll receive one of each character, but not these kind. Ooh, I got someone different. Who does it feel like? Okay. It feels like, oh, it's a bottle shape. So it could be Whiskey Tango or Novello. I think it's a chaser, you guys. I think it's this guy is what it feels like, but it could be this guy too. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's, it's still good. <laughs> It is the um, Novello on a little skateboard. So not the chaser, not the rare one, not that it matters, but I'm glad we got something different. Very similar, but different. This guy it says in the back, why not? Cute. And I love the little cork in there, the little details. He's riding a piece of cheese. I just noticed, look. It's got little holes in it. Is that blue? It's blue cheese. Look at the blue cheese, you guys. Look at this. And I love that he's actually translucent and you can see the wine inside of him. I have to keep hiding my face because my camera wants to focus on my face. <gasps> Cute, oh my gosh. The wheels are cheese too. <laughs> so cute. Another little character. The other guy I have down in my wine cupboard because he actually sticks really nicely on the edge of a glass. And let's see here. So here's a better close up image of who I can get. Now, can you tell me which character you want me to get? The chasers are obviously super cool, but I think my, my, I would really like cherry bomb for sure. Agave, which is one of the chasers. Looks like the skull. I love that. Anyway, I'm happy with any of them besides repeats. I don't want any of the same ones. All right. That was fun. Oh my God. Blind unboxings. Um, oh, and I forgot. For my cocktail, I have a straw and an umbrella. <laughs> it's been a while since I've fancified a beverage with an umbrella. Is fancified a word? Oh yeah. In fact, I'm just gonna keep it in the straw so it doesn't um, fall and sink. Actually, well, who misses the hot sun? <laughs> who misses the beach? <laughs> Drinking a cocktail like this with a little umbrella in it really actually takes me back to summertime, which doesn't, doesn't seem that far away, uh, that far in the past, I should say. The thing is we had such a long, hot fall. 
I shouldn't say long, hot fall. Our autumn was very warm. The transition from summer to autumn, like, was there was almost no, there was almost no transition. It just continued to be 20 to 30 degrees all the way pretty much until mid-October, <laughs> which is a miracle because, like, that is what we all hope for because our winters are so long. So, like, a long summer is something that's like, yes, I would choose it every, every year. But there was no, like, distinct fall besides like it felt like two weeks of fall and then boom the snow hit and then we still don't have a ton of snow it's snowing right now but it's like it's like misting snow it's like it won't even be an eighth of an inch tomorrow morning type snow <laughs> um but I'm not complaining because I'll tell you like I said our winters are so long that I uh I'll take an extended summer any year so I have been Christmas shopping like a freaking wild woman, okay? Every morning, every afternoon, and every night. <laughs> and not buying things every day, but on the hunt. And do you know when you walk into a department store, like you walk into a clothing store, for example, and it's cluttered as hell. There, It's so packly... <laughs> packly... <laughs> tightly packed, <laughs> tightly packed that, and there's shirts behind shirts behind shirts. And it's like, you can't see everything, you know, it's, it's, you have to, you have to spend so much time going through things to see everything. And I'm somebody who likes to weigh all my options. I want to know what options are for every color, every shirt. So it becomes overwhelming when you walk into a place that's cluttered and it feels a little bit like you're kind of entering a cave or something like it's overwhelming um I feel the same way sometimes when I'm online shopping because there are so many options you see one website that leads to another that leads to another and suddenly you're in this like rabbit hole of like Christmas decor and you're like oh Wow, I wonder if I could find one of these glass trees in like a mustard yellow. So then you're typing in rent like really ridiculous things on Google. Mustard yellow glass ribbed Christmas tree candle light up. <laughs> and then you could freaking you could probably find it. Um so what happens to me is I find something, okay, this would be perfect. So I should buy it right then and there. But then I start wondering if I can find it in this color that I have at the top of my... So anyway, what happens is I wind up having 15 pages open with carts full on every page. And then slowly I just start to eliminate... Once I buy what I... <laughs> it's, it's, it's really bad. And when, when my computer like isn't plugged in and it shuts off and all of my windows close because my computer basically shuts down... I'm like, ah. but I, recently I learned that you can reopen all of those tabs. So like, say you have your browser open and you have 10 different windows open, right? And one is for this, one's for that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and your computer shuts down. You have to, then you open your Safari or your Chrome tab and then it's all gone. You can go to history and open, reopen the last tabs you had open. So maybe that was that's helpful information to you because I didn't know uh, until recently. And I was like, so now that, that pretty much saves me. But also, you know what pisses me off? 
is when websites empty your cart <laughs> and all the work that you did to load it up because I just go through this process of elimination like oh you know when you're in a mood where you're just like okay for me if I'm drinking <laughs> and then I go online shopping my cart fills quickly and I get crazy and I'm like I should probably just order it but I've gotten to the point where I know I have to wait till the morning. So in the morning, I'll wake up and look at my cart and I'll be like, what the hell? Why would I order this? When I have it already or I have it in a different color, it's just ridiculous. And then so, and that's another word of advice is at night when you're drinking and, or just having a great old time, maybe you're in the best mood of your life, wait till the next day when you have your senses about you and um, then you can make the decision but midnight orders no and you know what I never ever ever black out but what happens is multiple nights in a row sometimes I'll order things and like little things here and I'll be on Amazon like oh yeah I need a little knob for this or whatever then I'll just throw other shit in there and then it's almost like Christmas time when you get packages in the mail <laughs> because you're like what the hell is this god damn and then you open it up and you're like oh yeah <laughs> Oh, anyway, it's interesting. Um, but Christmas shopping, it's definitely fun. And it's definitely, um, it's almost like an event. <laughs> when I, November is, uh, so I used to be super like really organized. October would be kind of when I pretty much finished my Christmas shopping. Um, but with how busy I am <laughs> these days, November is more of my order month. And then by December 1st, if there's any buddy left to buy for, I'm kind of in panic mode because I'm like, is it going to arrive on time? And then I, that's when local shopping happens. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for the Christmas craft fair. You guys have like a local craft fair in your town or city. You got to check it out because there you will find really unique gifts there as well. And pretty much every weekend from now on leading up to Christmas, if you're in a bigger city, there will be a Christmas craft fair. And that's another place to get really great, unique kind of gifts and, um, you know, handmade things, ceramics, like handmade mugs or um, handmade cutting boards and things, things that people use like daily, but it's extra special because it's handmade. So check those out too. Check your lo local listings. <laughs> I'm just adding extra S's because I just know I have a list anyway. Um, I want to know, and this is a fun question. Do you buy your animals gifts? Your dog, your cat, your ferret, your fish. Mm. <laughs> <Could> you... <laughs> That's actually really funny. Fish. Oh, I have to show you guys these. This pillow? <laughs> you are getting sleepy. Very sleepy. This, I love this. And I got this little guy, little whatever it is, gingerbread man holding a candy cane with a hat. He's got a little bow. And I paid extremely too much money <laughs> for these. I was on Dolls Kill, the website, and uh, I was ordering stuff for my um, 
oh, I almost said 25 days of lingerie, for my lingerie high tier coming up in December. And I thought <laughs> that these were going to be a lot bigger. Interestingly, this is kind of like a Berber carpet type weave. So it is, it feels very high quality. And I'm not going to complain because how big do you need a Christmas candy to be? A Christmas peppermint? Is that what this is? But this guy I thought was going to be a lot bigger. But I'll tell you what, as itchy as they are on my lower back right now on my crop top, I don't care. It's giving me Christmas vibes and I'm just going to keep them there. <laughs> um, how do you get into that? Um, oh, yeah. Do you buy your animal Christmas gifts? And if you buy your fish Christmas gifts, you are committed and you love that animal more than you should. <laughs> um, I will say that um, pet shops have a way of sucking you into the shit. And actually, it's a really good example of marketing, right? Because you... You know your pet doesn't know what the holidays are. Okay, some of you are some of you will argue with me. <laughs> Let me just take one more sip so I can talk a little clearer. Um because a lot of you don't have children and you don't have kind of anybody to share the holiday spirit with besides your spouse or your family, right? But when you have a pet that is like your child, and you had a great childhood. So Christmas meant a lot. So does Easter and whatever. So you want to celebrate it. And it makes you feel good to gift your pet something for the holidays. They don't know what the hell the holidays are. I'm sorry if you think that they do. But they actually don't. They might have a memory of like your gift giving like if they have a 52 week memory and they know okay this is week 52 it's christmas again i'm gonna get a gift which is food typically or like a toy um but i just am curious because i know like when i'm in the pet store my local pet store and at the front of the store they have now these dog treats not i don't know about cat treats but just dog treats that are they look like um they look like glazed uh, cookies or iced cookies in the shape of bones. Or there's like a little gingerbread man <laughs> holding a candy cane. But it's a dog treat. And I get so sucked into it because I myself am very much into Christmas. And the thought of involving as many people or beings as possible is like makes me happy. And um, but... That is kind of like the ultimate marketing. They get you in your heartstrings. And that's where the holidays are like insane for selling people things. Not, not only just gifts, but decor, Christmas decor. Um, I know, especially since I built my house, I am buying Christmas decor that I am annoyed that I bought it because I'm like, oh, this corner of this. I'm not even drunk. And <laughs> just I go, oh, of course not, because I'm in town driving anyway. Um, but I don't need it. I don't I really don't. I have already three little light up trees that I'm kind of 
but it's just something about like the holidays that makes people want to spend money on their family, of course, themselves, but their pets. And I'm sure that out there somewhere is a gift that you can give your fish. What would it be? Maybe a dissolvable gift that you could put special like live bugs into. <laughs> like what would be, what would be the ultimate gift for your fish? Say you have a goldfish. Okay. Let's just like say it's a goldfish and they're used to eating flake food. Okay. They, you turn their light on at night and off in the day or the vice versa. I don't have fish, so I don't know. Uh, and what would it, what would make their life better? If you were to think about it, I know this is probably nothing you guys have close to anything you've ever thought of before. <laughs> so welcome to Kitty Looker where we talk about this kind of shit. Um, what would make your goldfish's life better? Do they appreciate gifts? Do they know that something's different? Are they aware that you're putting effort in? Is it you? Do they even know you exist? Uh, the pet shop can convince you that they know exactly what's going on and they will be heartbroken if you don't buy them something. That's <laughs> so ridiculous. But I wonder, you know, I think about this kind of stuff and when I'm standing there in the, in the pet shop and I see all of these dog outfits and it has nothing to do with a pet at all. Nothing. Okay. All of this Christmas marketing, birthday, Easter, whatever marketing is just for you. <laughs> and it's so easy to get sucked in by the love you have for your pet and making decisions based on what you think that they'll love. And, oh, I can just imagine little Fluffy getting this decorated bone with the candy cane stripes on for like Christmas morning, you know, like it's really not about your pet, it's about you. And that's where marketing is geared, of course, because pets aren't doing the buying, but... Anyway, I just had this thought and I probably just said a lot of whole lot of nothing, but um, do you buy your pet's gifts? I can say though that, say you had like a snake, like a boa constrictor and he, it was used to eating like egg yolks for food and you went to the pet shop and you bought him a mouse. That's special. Does he know what it's for or why or what time of year? No, but um, that's entertainment too. Ooh, that would be fun to watch. <laughs> I love mice and rats and all that, but I also love snakes and the natural cycle of humanity. And um, yeah, so I respect it. But uh, anyway, what am I even talking about? Let's move on. So YouTube has been around for a while and I think a lot of you are not new to YouTube. And I found, and during the lockdowns and when the vid was full bore, uh, I really appreciated the certain YouTuber that was posting uh, videos every day in December. I think just leading up to Christmas, so 25 days. Um, and it's the Chateau Diaries. And I know I've talked about this um, channel before, but it just warms my heart even just the little bits that I talk about it here and there. I, so <laughs> let me just explain what it is. Um, there is a chateau in France that was purchased by a lovely little blonde lady named Stephanie many years ago. 
And she created a YouTube channel based on her fixing up the chateau. And um, it wasn't like entirely dilapidated initially. It was in decent condition. Like there weren't like holes everywhere. And and it, to be honest, if I go back far enough, there might have been a lot more. But anyway, so she moved in and she was kind of broke after a little while of just doing very minor fixes here and there and just couldn't see a bright future for her chateau. So what she decided to do was to start a channel and document her um, progress with it. And much of it she did with the help of her good friends. She's an incredibly lovely human being and people gravitate to her. And if you ever watch the show or the channel, um, you'll see exactly what I mean. She just is a beautiful person inside and out, and which is so, so, so rare. And especially to come across as somebody who's genuine. So anyway, she started a Patreon. And since starting her Patreon, uh, and if you don't know what Patreon is, I also have a Patreon, but her Patreon is. So she has a Patreon and a Patreon is basically a crowdfunding website. So for her, she started her patron and every penny that was put into her patron was going towards fixing this or that or or the reconstruction or the um, refurbishing of her chateau. And her she's all about trying to restore things back to their original glory, keeping things um, antique and beautiful. But no, I shouldn't say antique and beautiful, but like keeping keeping with the original theme of the chateau and but also kind of adding these beautiful twists here and there. Um, her patron has grown like crazy and it's been so fun to watch because I was watching her from the very beginning. And I think the last time I checked, she was making over 40,000 US dollars per month and it might be way higher now. I haven't checked for a while. But all of that money, besides of course paying, you know, for her, for her, well, you know what, actually, she rents rooms out at this, at her chateau, um, like an Airbnb type style. Um, and that's part of her income. Patreon is a big part of her income, but at the same time, like she puts so much into refurbishing the chateau and people love it. Like they watch the show and I'm, I'm one of her patrons too. Um, I'm one of the higher supporters, <laughs> but she, um, She's very, like her whole channel is all about her restorations and the progress and, and everybody involved. But the thing is, is that she has so many volunteers, right? People she's not paying to be there. They choose to be there, um, that are helpful in so many different ways in making the chateau function. So, you know, the gardeners, um, all of the mechanical people, the, but they're all really heavily involved in the channel and you get invested in these different characters that are, and they're not characters. <laughs> I'm talking about it like it's some sort of reality show or um, I'm talking about it like it's it's some sort of like um, sitcom, but they're real people. A lot of them are just, they have this like sense of humor that's really funny and the way Stephanie, the main character, <laughs> the host of the show, uh, interacts with them and things. It's just so heartwarming and lovely and really makes you feel like you are 
part of it all. And because I am a patron as well, I, I know that my money is also going towards that little bit of the paint, the buckets that she's buying and, and, uh, the wallpaper and the design. And so like, it's just a really neat thing. I love Stephanie and her boyfriend and her, all of the people involved. Um, and I know that it's not as simple as just going, click on the channel and like, you'll feel the same way. It takes a little bit, a little bit of time to kind of learn everybody. But, um, my point is, is that, um, for Christmas, she does almost like an advent calendar of videos. So daily videos. Uh, and I just, I won't do it justice by talking about it. You just have to check it out. And, um, Highly, highly, highly recommend. I know it I, like it sounds like it's sponsored by them or something, but it's not. It just brings me a lot of joy, and especially during um, the lockdown, and I couldn't be with my family. I can see my family. It just gave me this light in my life. Like I just looked forward to those videos. I didn't know what was around the corner. She has advent trees and gift openings and singing and just lots of different things that just really were lovely to me. And I'm a different, I'm different than you and you're different than the next person, or whatever. So you might not find the same kind of value in that sort of thing, but I just love it. And I'm looking forward to it again. And I, it's a lot of work. She does a ton of work to make it happen. Um, but she's just lovely and I love her. And Stephanie, if you're watching this, I'm going to come and visit you. Um, actually, one of my goals is to go stay there. It's called the Chateau de la Lande, and it's in France, like really kind of deep in central France, so it's not that easy to get to. Um, but I will meet her one day, and I will go there, and I will stay there, and I will have dinner with them. And another thing is, is that every episode almost ends in a meal that they're making together. And there's between six and 12 of them all dining together in the evening. And the volunteers are, they switch roles when it comes to cooking and some, someone's doing the cleaning and someone's doing the gardening. And a lot of the stuff that they cook comes from their own garden. And it's just lovely. So lovely. So anyway, I will go there. I will meet them. I will dine with them and I will probably vlog it and it's going to be awesome. So just so you know, look forward to that. <laughs> um, another thing, <laughs> this is like a lot of very December type content, um, but the amount of Christmas music I've been playing and how it has changed my daily life is just unbelievable. <laughs> I, um, if I'm cleaning the house, I've been doing laundry, folding laundry, um, I'm playing Christmas music, but classic Christmas tunes. And, uh, I, it just is, I don't know, ultimately calming. I've also been diffusing uh, a lot of thieves oil and very Christmassy smelling, um, essential oils, as well as burning Christmassy candles. So I'm just really... <laughs> I feel like my lungs are going to be damaged from the amount of like diffusing and, and there is a bit of a thing with the, with, uh, the safety of that kind of stuff. So that's a whole other, I don't even want to think about it though. Cause I, I love the feeling when I walk into my house 
especially if the crock pot is going. It smells like somebody's been cooking in my house all day and I'm also diffusing and Christmassy smells and I have two fake trees. So I have the little real tree, like the fir tree scents and things like that. So it smells and feels like Christmas the way that I knew it growing up. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so yeah, Christmas music is really adding a lot to my life. And I don't know what it is, like even more this year than ever before, as far as I'm concerned. Do you want to know what I found <laughs> on Apple Music? There's a new Christmas song by DMX, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And do you know who DMX is? So he's like a very intensely sounding rapper. He raps, but he's got like this very gravelly type voice that's very distinct. But it's funny, there's <laughs> I laugh every time. I downloaded it because it was so ridiculous. You know, Dasher, Dancer, and Common, and Vixen, and it's like him rapping. And he's like, but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? What? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's so dumb. It's so the opposite of Christmas music. <laughs> Somebody trying to like capitalize on the holiday season with Christmas Christmas. Oh. Christmas music. There's not much alcohol in wine, but I'm telling you, it's hit me hard. This was interesting. I was watching a reel, like a clip of Drew Barrymore talking to somebody. She has her own show. I think it's very cringy and I can't stand it. But, and to be honest, Drew Barrymore is very over the top and like, I'm sure she's sweet, but I just, it's just not my vibe. She was talking to somebody about how she trimmed, how she has nose hairs that collect like powder or something from her makeup. So she was sick of it. And then she decided to either shave her nose hairs or pluck them out. Like, you know, the way that they wax them. You've, I'm sure you've seen one of those videos. If you haven't, you should probably, you probably should. <laughs> it's wild. Anyway, then she said that shortly after she had done it, that she got really sick and how your nose hairs are actually kind of an essential immunity you have against airborne things. So um, viruses, bacteria, all that sort of stuff. And it's something I'd never thought of before because I've been sponsored by Manscaped and part of Manscaped is uh, they, they come with a nose hair trimmer. Now, trust me, I know the nose hair trimmers are very necessary. And, um, but it's something that I had not thought of before. So what I'm wondering is, is like, if you're, if you're going to trim your nose hairs, I don't know if I'd recommend waxing them. If you're going to trim them, you only need to trim them like the, like the first quarter inch of your nostrils and if everybody's nose shape is different the depth everything is different so you know but I think that you need to keep some to help you collect like they're there for a reason right it's like your eyelashes if you didn't have eyelashes you've had you'd have shit falling into your eyeballs all the time that's not good in the same way you have nose hairs and ear hairs even it keeps just debris and things from getting in and and potentially viruses and bacteria. So like I said, it's something I just didn't really think of before, 
Maybe some of you have a similar story where you waxed your nose hairs out and then you got sick or, um, and I mean, not everybody is a nose breather, right? I am, luckily, that's the healthiest way to be is to breathe mostly through your nose. Um, so I think for me, I'd be, if I waxed all my nose hairs out, I think I would definitely be somebody to get sick. But why do I know nothing? <laughs> Just know what I heard on the internet. <laughs> oh, okay. So this Christmas, um, we're doing like a potluck. My family is doing a potluck. So my cousins, brothers, sister, we all are on a group chat talking about who's going to do what. It's far more exciting because my aunt and uncle used to cook Christmas dinner. I shouldn't say used to. Um, they probably still would this year, but this year I offered, uh, my, my cousins and I brought it up that we could do a potluck and then not put all the pressure on my aunt and uncle to kind of like, cause they're already hosting dinner. It's at their home. They set up that, you know, it's so much work for them. So, and of course every year they're getting a bit older and, and I thought it would just, we all thought it'd be nice for them to be able to relax at Christmas and not be so stressed and like make sure everything's perfect. So I, I recommended actually, actually my cousin recommended, um, to them that we do the potluck and my aunt and uncle were like, yeah. So we are doing a potluck and I naturally would want to take over <laughs> the turkey, but because I have to travel quite a long ways on Christmas day, I, it wouldn't really work out because turkeys take a long time to cook. So, um, my duty is the stuffing and I'll tell you what, I've made stuffing before from scratch and I've also made stovetop stuffing <laughs> which is very hard to beat so I'm on the fence about making my own stuffing from scratch because I won't have the turkey drippings giblets whatever the hell you throw in there um, I'm going to be doing it from scratch so I'm like excited but at the same time kind of nervous and um, but I'm thinking that I'm going to maybe if I do my own recipe I might add a couple packages of stovetop in there <laughs> because of the flavor <laughs> which just sounds like a cop-out, but if you're a cook and you know that you can buy it better than you can make it, who gives a shit? Sure, there's MSG in it, <laughs> but I mean, I drink Fresca, so I'm not one to uh, be too concerned about it. Um, but the potluck idea is going to be really interesting because this is going to be the first year gonna 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 I know I said gonna gonna be way too much than going to be this year is going to be a lot different than previous years because we're gonna get <laughs> we're going to get uh all kinds of different perspectives on different dishes right um because I know when I'm cooking a large meal I use a lot of the same spices in a lot of the dishes of course salt and pepper but I use mahi or maggie spice, which is a liquid spice. Uh, and I'll use that in, on the turkey, in the mashed potatoes, uh, on certain vegetable dishes. So like it has kind of a cohesion to it. It's cohesive. Like every dish kind of like works together. But when every dish is coming from a different kitchen, a different, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be interesting, but I'm excited. I think it's a positive thing. Everybody will enjoy the meal more because they contributed. It's not like you're just showing up at somebody's house 
and then eating the food that they made, you know, it's a different kind of experience. So it's going to be great. And my, the whole point of that whole story was that I haven't been to a Christmas gathering where there has been punch in years. Many years ago, I remember there being punch at my Oma and Opa's Christmas afternoon. So we go there every Christmas afternoon for many years. Um, and, you know, there were signature dishes, always deviled eggs or stuffed eggs, some people call them, uh, spinach dip, uh, <laughs> pickled herring, little pickles, you know, like the little sweet onions, the little miniature sweet pickles, um, lots of different chocolates. Mom used to make like beautiful uh, handmade chocolates in the chocolate molds. You know, you like do the paint and you pour the chocolate in after. That's a whole, I gotta, I gotta talk about that in one of my Christmas podcasts. Maybe we should do that together. <laughs> As I'm talking here, creating uh, chocolates. Um, but, but there was punch one time and it was like, and it wasn't spiked. It wasn't like alcoholic. The kids could enjoy it. And maybe there was like an adult punch in the kitchen or something, but, um, punch. Where was the last time? Like, maybe this is just staple and we just haven't done it for so many years, but I was like looking at punch bowls and looking for the one that we used to have, which was a punch bowl with cups, little like teacup clear teacups that would hang on the edge of the bowl and you'd like grab a cup and then fill the punch and then anyway so I think I might want to surprise everyone with a punch but do it like find the best recipe online and then make it very alcoholic <laughs> uh anyway so I'm excited about that as well and you know what I was gonna get into uh social awareness <laughs> Because recently I've been to quite a few gatherings and I've been noticing the differences in different people in social situations and how some people are, their social awareness is like, it doesn't exist. I'm talking about the tone of their voice, um, interrupting other people. Like there are just some people that are they shit I'll tell you what I'll save it for next time episode 78 uh, <laughs> uh I am so excited that Christmas is literally around the corner I'm about to set up my tree right here I've got some beautiful new Christmas ornaments that I'm also excited for and uh if you guys made it to the end thank you appreciate it um, try making this cocktail. The recipe will be down in the description box. It's called fly me to the moon. And <laughs> maybe there's already a drink called that, but I just, that's, uh, I was thinking fly me to the moon. And that's what came to my mind. That's just how my brain works. Um, and I've got my, uh, Christmas high tier happening. My lingerie high tier. Um, there'll be more information closer to December. Uh, and I just want to say thank you for watching. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Uh, you can click the link in my description box called Pillar, my links, where you can find my OnlyFans, Patreon, 
Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Um, don't miss out. And I will be back next week with another podcast. And of course, more videos on the way. Thank you for watching. And I'll see you in my next video.